the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thinking about health care these days? Well, you're not alone. And it seems that getting real information about the state of our medical system is tough to come by. That's why you've come to the right place with Dr. Bill, your radio MD. He's got the answers because he's a doctor. I said he's a doctor and he wants to hear from you right now. 877-969-8600. This is AM860, The Answer. And now, it's time for Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD, coming at you on AM860, The Answer. And we are an iHeart station. We are talk radio and interactive, so you can reach us at 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. And uh, we do welcome callers, although a lot of times I don't think people want to stop me because I'm just so darned interesting, at least in my mind I am. I don't know about the rest of the world, how they feel. And we also are on the web worldwide. You can reach me through my website, drbillradiomd.com, and click Listen Live. I'm there every Sunday morning, 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we also archive the uh, the old shows like podcast. And then you can go to the, the radio station's website as well, which I think is uh, the answer Tampa or eight AM eight sixty the answer dot com. So you can uh, check us out there and click listen live as well and you can get to the old shows that way too. Well I was really curious about the Mueller report and the uh, volume two that Muller went through this past week, so I pulled the thing up and read it over the past several days and highlighted some of it. And I got to tell you, this this is just unbelievable to me. I mean, I find it incredulous that these people spend so much time on this, uh, and it seems so childish to me. I mean, it's a he said, she said. You know, it's uh, well, we believe what. Comey told us because he said it under oath, and the president wouldn't take, uh, uh, wouldn't wouldn't give a deposition. So we're going to go with Comey and what he said. And the idea that there had to be a crime for there to be obstruction of justice. Now, if you don't know the the, the preface to this whole thing, the second part of the Mueller report was about the president's potential obstruction of justice, that is, obstructing with the process of looking into whether or not he colluded with the Russians during the 2016 uh, campaign. Uh, the, the the problem started with the contacts that some of his team had with the Russians, either advertently or inadvertently, and uh, some of the dossiers and some of the leaks that were sent out. Now, this guy Steele over in, in London, who is a overt 
inveterate Trump hater made up this dossier about how the Trump campaign was colluding with the Russians to interfere with the U.S. 2016 campaign. By the way, the Russians contributed hundreds of thousands of dollars to the Clinton Foundation and gave absolutely nothing to the Trump campaign. So you go figure that one out. So here's what happened. The incoming president, his team, had contact with the Russians, which is not unusual. You know, that happens. Uh, the, the presidential candidates in the final rounds, when it looks like they're going to win or may win, they'll start making contact with foreign leaders and foreign governments uh, to set up their their program, their, their idea of how they want to run their foreign policy and their trade agreements and all that. And apparently Flynn, who was working for the president, had conversations with the Russian ambassador. And then he, I guess, was, was being uh, recorded. And the Russian ambassador and he were unwittingly talking with FBI people listening. I don't know how they got the, the okay to do that, I guess, from the FISA court. And uh, the FISA court is a secret court, and nobody can know about it. Only the prosecutor can know about it. The defendants don't know about it. The people who are being investigated don't know about it. And it was set up after 9-11 to investigate terrorists. I'm not sure Mike Flynn qualifies as a terrorist, but nevertheless, they did that. And so then Flynn was uh, interviewed by the FBI for his position, and they asked him if he had had contact with the Russian ambassador, and at first he denied it, and then he said, yes, he did. But no, he did not discuss the, the sanctions that we had placed, that the Obama administration had placed on the Russians because of their, their interference in the Ukrainian civil war. And uh, apparently he had, Flynn had, so he, whether he is a doddering old man who can't remember or whether he intentionally lied, it doesn't matter. It was a false statement to the FBI, and that's, that's a crime. That's a crime. And then he denied it, and he denied he did it. Now, why he just didn't say, yeah, I talked to him, and yeah, we probably did talk about that because as the incoming president, he, he wants to keep things calm. But, uh, you know, this is childish. I mean... It's like Clinton lying about Monica Lewinsky. Who cares? Just say, yeah. Yeah, I was with her. So what? It's none of your business. I mean, it, I, I don't understand the, the preface of the actions of some of these people like Flynn who didn't have to lie. I mean, there was no reason to lie. The president would have would have covered for him and said, you know, look, uh, we're just trying to get our foreign policy set up. But nevertheless, I guess they thought there was a, a sense of impropriety and in, in that they were talking to the Russians before Trump had actually taken his place in the White House, but after he had won the election. So, I mean, it's kind of a gray area. But uh, at any rate, so this whole thing evolved into a big uh, criminal investigation as to whether or not the president colluded with the Russians in the 2016 campaign. And there was no proof of that. There was no solid proof. Yes, there were people that were found uh, criminally guilty of, of doing things like lying to the FBI, uh, tax evasion, uh, illegal bank money transfers, much of what happened before 
uh, way before Trump ever got into the political arena. But nevertheless, uh, people got caught. And some people were even put in jail and later let go because other courts said, no, you can't do that. You don't have any standing to to throw the, the president, uh, uh, Lewandowski's uh, assistant or his son or anybody else into jail because you're, you don't have a rule of law here. There's nothing here to throw someone in jail for, and you haven't really obtained any evidence uh, legitimately. And I've said this before that a lot of this evidence is the fruit of a poison tree, which is what the attorney general is going to uncover. That is that if you obtained the FISA, the FISA warrant from the secret court on a false dossier, on false information, and you knew it was false, then everything after that is irrelevant. All of the other evidence that you gathered is the fruit of a poisonous tree. So I think it's all going to cave in eventually and come back on the Democrats. Nevertheless, the the second part of the report of the Mueller report was not whether the president and his people committed a crime included with the Russians, but whether or not the president personally obstructed justice. And for there to be obstruction of justice, there has to be certain elements. There has to be uh, an intent, which is the, the big thing. And this is what uh, Attorney General Barr said, that the president had no intent to obstruct or to do anything illegal. He was just acting as a man who was being falsely accused. So the definition under the federal code is that uh, witness tampering, retaliation, jury tampering, destruction of evidence, assault on a process server, uh, theft of court records. These are some of the things that are overt acts in obstruction of justice. But it also includes more general sections and terms covering obstruction in federal courts and in Congress and federal executive agencies. And uh, the omnibus clause states that anyone who corruptly endeavors to influence, obstruct, or impede the due administration of justice in connection with a p pending court proceeding is subject to punishment. Well, so now you have to decide whether the president endeavored to, with intent, with, with malice, with bad intent, to influence, obstruct, or impede the process of the uh, Mueller investigation. And th this is really, uh, th th this is where it comes down to the big debate between the Democrats and the Republicans, because the Democrats assumed immediately that he was an evil man, the president, and that all of his intentions were bad before there was any evidence or any accusations of the president being involved in uh, a criminal activity with the, uh, with the Russians during the 2016 campaign. So they already assumed that his intent was wrong and bad. So that anything that comes after that such as the appearance of obstructing justice because of things that the president said and did, would make him liable, guilty, uh, of the accused charge of obstructing justice. Now, on the other hand, those who are supporting the president say, well, look, he didn't do anything to obstruct justice. He was, he left Comey in place until Comey did so many things that were uh, uh, anathema to the 
to the uh, legitimate and ethical running of the of the FBI that the president finally let him go. And a lot of this he said, she said stuff rests upon what Comey said, the president said in their private meetings. Now, the president was advised by his people not to meet with Comey alone. And that I'm sure they told him that the president is no match for a lawyer like Comey or for a prosecuting attorney like uh, Mueller. I mean, these guys are they're, they're lifelong legal people and the president is not. He's not a lawyer. He's not even a politician. I mean, he's new at this. And so when he went into office, in my opinion, his innocence and his naivety of how the law works and of how Washington works were to his detriment in that he would say and still does say and do things that uh, could be construed as uh, obstructing justice. Now, he doesn't see it that way. And if you read what Comey says, it sounds to me more like Comey was being asked to go easy on Flynn, to not prosecute him. And you can say, well, that's trying to influence the Justice Department because Comey was what head of the FBI. And the president would say, I'm not telling him not to fulfill his duties. And if he thinks there's uh, a criminal action there, not to take not to refer it on up to the, the uh, Department of Justice for prosecution. I, I don't think that, that the president had any intent to do that. I think he was just appealing to Comey's sense of humanity. Of course, to a lawyer, that may not be <laughs> an appeal to sense of humanity. That may very well be uh, uh, an act of obstruction in their mind. And so you got this whiny baby I mean, Comey is so whiny, it's hard for me to imagine that this man was actually head of the FBI. I mean, you listen to him giving testimony and his his childish uh, reactions, his emotional responses. And you think, oh, my God, this is our chief cop. This is the head cop of the country. Well, this goes back to what I've been saying for decades. This is why we need oversight of our cops, because they're they're just people. They're not, they're, they're no different than you and me. Some are good guys, some are bad guys, some are whiny, some are stoic, some can't take pain, some get their little feelings hurt. And so we need, we need, they, they, they bring their emotions into it and we need oversight of these folks. And, uh, you know, I think that that's, that that's one of the takeaway lessons here is that Without oversight of our cops, we really don't have a system, a system of justice. Now, the, the problem with the ongoing investigation here is that the report <clears throat> considered three things. I mean, not, not that it's ongoing now because the Mueller report is over and, and Barr said he's not going to pursue uh, uh, prosecution and the uh, you can't prosecute a sitting president for a, a crime anyway. That's, that's, the, that's the domain, that's the responsibility of the Congress. If the House 
votes to impeach, then it goes to trial in the Senate. The impeachment is like the indictment. The, the, the House is the grand jury that sits down and looks at everything, and, and they're, they're not going to do anything now. They've, de- they've decided there's not enough there. They're, there just isn't enough there. I mean, it's a he said, she said thing. And even if the House could get enough Democratic votes to impeach, the Senate's not even going to hear it because it's not going to go anywhere. I mean, Mitch McConnell, the Republicans have the majority and they're going to say, you don't have a case. And so we decline to hear it. You know, it's summary judgment. Okay, so this is what Mueller's report said about the obstruction. First, in a traditional prosecution, you know, pr- traditional criminal prosecution, uh, that the prosecuting attorney has a yes or no, an up or down, a binary determination to initiate or decline a prosecution. So, I mean, either there's enough there to prosecute or there isn't. But we, that is Mueller and his team, determined not to make a traditional prosecutorial judgment because this was the president and they felt that it wasn't their place to do that because to make a criminal charge against a sitting president can't be done by the Justice Department. That's the domain of Congress. So the Office of Legal Counsel issued an opinion. The Office of Legal Counsel is in the Department of Justice, which, by the way, is under the president, and finds that the indictment or criminal prosecution of a sitting president would impermissibly undermine the capacity of the executive branch to perform its constitutionally assigned functions. Okay, so instead of saying, well, we think there's a a crime here, then you just say, well, there might be a crime. We'll let somebody else worry about it. And you don't think that interferes with the uh, ability of the executive branch to do its assigned functions? And this is what the president's been saying all along, is that I I can't rule, I can't effectively do my job with all of this nonsense going on, these people accusing me of a crime I didn't commit. And so he has been saying publicly and privately, this is baloney. And the press is saying, well, that's interference in the process. When you opine, when you give your opinion as the president, when you try to get the uh, head of the FBI to drop charges against one of your compadres, that's interference. And the president's saying, no, it's not. That's not interference. I'm upset and I'm trying to do the humane thing and taking care of my people. So big rift. I mean, we've got the Pacific Ocean between the two sides here. So the special counsel says, well, you know what? We're not going to make a decision as to whether or not the president committed a crime because that's not our place. Well, if, if it's not your place, what the hell are you doing investigating this to begin with? I mean, if there's no crime and uh, if there's uh, a question of obstruction of justice, but you, you're not sure and you think that it should go to trial, then you go to Congress and you say, we think he obstructed justice and you take it from there. But he didn't say that. So secondly, the uh, Office of Legal Counsel and the Justice Department concluded that the president may not be prosecuted, uh, but it also recognizes that criminal investigation during the president's term is permissible. So you can investigate him, but you can't prosecute him. 
And so the OLC also recognizes that the president does not have immunity after he leaves office. So now the Democrats are saying, well, we may not be able to get him now, but we're going to get him when he leaves office because we know that he obstructed justice. This is a tough thing to prove when you when you have to prove intent. And you say, well, what is intent? What does that have to do with it? All right, here you go. First degree murder. You intend to kill your spouse. And not only do you intend to kill her, but you plan it in advance and you carry it out. So that's clear intent. And the action follows your intentions. Uh, now, uh, second degree murder is when in a moment of passion, you decide to kill her or him, but you didn't have any uh, any pre-planning for this. So that's, that's second-degree murder. There's intent there, but it's on the spur of the moment. It's not pre-planned. And so what is the term when you don't have intent and yet somebody dies? That's, that's involuntary manslaughter. So... You know, I do something in my office that is not the ordinary, usual, customary community standard of care, and it results in the death of a patient. And, you know, my actions were reckless that I didn't stop and think about what I was doing. And somebody died. And so the family says, well, not only is he uh, civilly liable, not only does he owe us money for killing mom, but we all thought so think that it's a criminal action and we want the prosecuting attorney in our jurisdiction to file charges for involuntary manslaughter. I didn't mean to kill anybody, but my reckless actions resulted in somebody dying. So there's the difference between uh, intent and premeditated intent, intent and no intent, and yet you have the same outcome, somebody's dead, somebody's been killed. So this is the problem. How do you prove what the president's intent was? I mean, he's saying, I don't have any intent to obstruct the process. I just want it to be fair. And I, I don't want to threaten anybody. I just don't want people up there running the show who don't know what they're doing and have an obvious bias. And I mean, he's the president. It's his department. And the Democrats are saying, well, you don't have that power. Well, yeah, yeah, he does. He does have that power. So it's it's a, a real gray area. And the fourth point that Mueller made in his preface to his report is that if they had had confidence after a thorough investigation of the facts that the president clearly did not commit obstruction, they would have said so. So, I mean, it clearly did not commit obstruction of justice. So then you're back in that gray area. Well, look, you're a prosecuting attorney. Either he did or he didn't. And if he did, then you say, we, we think he obstructed justice and we're sending it on to Congress. They can do what they want with it. But he didn't say that. He didn't say that. The report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, but it also does not exonerate him. That's not your job. That's not what a prosecuting attorney does. You either say, we think there's a crime or we don't think there's a crime. But if you say, we can't make the case fully for a crime, but we think there might be a crime, then you are not doing your job as a prosecuting attorney. You are not doing your job. 
and the elements of obstruction are pretty clear. And it is longstanding in criminal uh, law and civil and uh, in, in common law as to what you have to do to have obstruction. Let me see if I can find this in my notes. Okay, here's some of the, of the background. Tampering with retaliating against or intimidating a witness, victim, or, or informant. So Comey's saying, well, I was intimidated because he was saying that he wouldn't give me the job I wanted uh, or keep me on in my job as the head of the FBI if I didn't play ball with him. And, you know, I, I think that the president probably thought he was just saying, look, I want to work with you and I want you as my, as my director of the FBI, but I need to know that you're a fair guy and yet that you have a heart. Well, you know, in a lot of people's mind, that's tampering because you're, you're the president, you know, it's, it's like, you're the boss. If you say certain things to your employees that you might say to a, an equal, it could be construed as uh, harassment. So it's, it's artless of, of the president to have said or done these things if he did. But nevertheless, uh, is there intent to obstruct? I don't think so. Now, you can uh, be found guilty of influencing or injuring an officer of the court, falsifying or stealing records, impeding uh, an investigation. And people say, well, look, if he goes up there and says he wants to get rid of Mueller, then he's impeding the investigation. Oh, come on. He didn't actually go up there and fire Mueller. Mueller was never fired. He stomped around his office and told people, I want you to do this and that. And, you know, got mad and threw a hissy fit and then calmed down later on. And, and his people didn't carry out his orders, thinking that he was just upset. And so there was actually no, uh, no, there was no even, even anything close to uh, uh, dismissal of Mueller as the head of the, of the uh, investigation. And by the way, if you looked at Mueller and, and his role in the investigation, he looks more like a figurehead than anything else. And I'm not sure he really knew what the heck was going on. And he didn't even know who the attorneys were working under him. He didn't even know their backgrounds. And so the criminal intent means that you have to have the intent to do something wrong or something illegal. And it's the state of mind accompanying an act, especially a forbidden act. It's the outline of the mental pattern which is necessary to do the crime. At times, criminal intent is used in the sense of mens rea. That's Latin for the mental element requisite for guilt of the offense charged. And uh, that's the thorny part of all of this is the obstruction of justice is improving, is improving that there was intent. And that's the job for Congress. And obviously, the House is not going to take it up because they know they can't prove his intent. How do you do that? What, are you going to call the president up there and say, did you mean to hurt Comey's feelings and, 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 uh, and be rough with him? Were you threatening him? Well, what do you think the president's going to say? What would you say? So that these three elements have to be there an obstructive act, a connection to an official proceeding, and corrupt intent. Was there corrupt intent on the part of the president? 
I don't see it. I mean, I see a guy who is bombastic, a showman, uh, expressive, doesn't hold back, uh, perhaps inappropriate at times in his responses, although most of what the press says is inappropriate. I've read his statements and they've misquoted him or taken it out of context. And so I'm not sure that that is uh, true, that he's inappropriate. I, I think he's unique. I don't think we've had a president like him since Andrew Jackson, who will stand up and say exactly what he thinks and doesn't really care what anybody else thinks or feels about it. But I don't think he's unique in that he's acting uh, in the best interest of of people he perceives as being loyal to him and good guys. Now, in my opinion, his mistake was in not getting rid of all these department heads, all these uh, uh, secretaries of different departments early on. But the problem is, is who's going to run the department? And the guy right underneath Comey might have been even more uh, egregious. Turns out he wasn't. He turned out to be a pretty, a pretty honest and uh, middle-of-the-road guy. And so it might have been better to get rid of Comey early on. It might have been better for him to have selected his national security advisor a little more wisely than to get somebody like Flynn, who, in my opinion, ain't that smart. But uh, that's just my humble opinion from listening to the man. And that's not to say that he's not educated and that he didn't have something to bring to the table or that he didn't have some insight into foreign policy that might have been helpful, but he certainly didn't help the president. In fact, he made things worse. And you can say, well, you know, Corey Lewandowski and some of these other guys, they had contact with foreign agents and blah, 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 blah. And it turns out that they didn't even know that they were actually interacting in, 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 in any kind of formal way. And so that's, that's their um, naivety. You know, when you have someone come up and approach you in the middle of a campaign about possible Russian uh, hacking into Hillary Clinton's email and the DNC's email, and would you, would you like to know something about this? I mean, you just walk away. You don't say anything. But I don't think that these guys realized that they they were in the middle of uh, a setup like that. And so they were kind of artless. They were kind of uh, naive and uh, inept in their their abilities to maintain a campaign and 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 construct a framework in which the president could could actually come into office uh, with a clean slate. So I. I'm, I'm really uh, I'm, I'm more concerned, and, I, and the president, I think, has gotten much better in the past four years, but at that point, I was more concerned about the choices he was making with his personnel than about him doing anything wrong. You know, oftentimes, you are only as good as the staff people you pick. And with that, I'm going to take a break. When we come back, um, take some phone calls if anybody wants to chime in on this. I'm at 877-969-8600, 877-969-8600. Don't forget about my antifungal nail formula. really works. I'm using it. You can call the office and we'll, we'll 
sell you some um, at uh, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. This is Dr. Bill. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. The U.S. faces a Thursday deadline to decide whether to extend or cancel sanctions waivers to foreign companies that are working on Iran's civilian nuclear program as permitted under the 2015 nuclear agreement. Ending those waivers would be the next logical step in President Trump's maximum pressure campaign against Iran. Some say it would escalate tensions. Two administration officials say Mr. Trump is likely to keep the waivers afloat with temporary extensions. Protesters in Hong Kong taking over a main street in a major shopping district. They marched to the Causeway Bay District this morning after a rally at a nearby park. Tear gas has been used on them as the protests continue. And Seoul says two South Koreans and 15 Russians have been returned to South Korea 10 days after their boat drifted into North Korean territorial waters. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Hello, this is Dr. Bill Handelman for our good friends at Tampa Bay Imaging. TBI provides state-of-the-art MRI and CT scanning with the lowest radiation possible. Most insurance plans accepted and self-pay rates are very competitive. TBI is conveniently located in Tampa and St. Pete with evening and weekend appointments. So call TBI today or ask your doctor. In Tampa, call 813-386-3674. St. Pete, call 727 727- Five four five nine six seven four. Texting and rules for recurring automated marketing text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Free meals provided with order. Texting privacy rules and TNCs at www.textrules.us. Martha Stewart wants to give you three free meals for your own in-home taste test. That's right. Martha's Meal Kit Delivery Service, Martha and Marley Spoon, is giving away three full-size meals. To be part of Martha's free at-home taste test, text QUICK to 246810. Forget about awful frozen food and unhealthy fast food. Martha wants you to enjoy three of her best 30-minute meals for free. Just text QUICK to 246810. That's quick to 246810. Yes, yes, yes. If you snore, the first time you use mute can be quite an experience. (laughs) Snoring can happen when your nose is blocked, forcing you to breathe through your mouth. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. You'll get all the air you need through your nose, not your mouth. And with less snoring, there's more chance of sleep. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more. Snore less. Sleep better. In the last seven years, Autoglass America has paid out over $2 million buying back damaged windshields. Some people think this is too good to be true, but just ask any of Autoglass America's over 70,000 customers. If your windshield is chipped or cracked, call us. We'll buy it back. No gimmicks, no hassle, no fuss, no muss. Just cash in your pocket with a brand new windshield. Autoglass America at 813-96-GLASS. If it's chipped or cracked, we buy it back, period. your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. A blend of sun and clouds today, shower or thunderstorm in spots. 
High 88, partly cloudy tonight. Winds east-northeast, 3 to 6 miles per hour, low 76. Monday, a blend of sun and clouds, a thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon, high 89. Sun and clouds on Tuesday, shower or thunderstorm around in the afternoon, high 89. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Maddie Baggett for AM860, The Answer. And I'm back with Jimi Hendrix all along the Watchtower. Uh, appropriate, isn't it? Oh, my. Well, we talked about the uh, second part of the Mueller investigation, the obstruction of justice part in the first half of the show. And I think we have Ann on the line from Clearwater. Ann, are you still with us? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to say I love our president. Now it's about the crime, but I love him so much, and I think that he's doing a wonderful job in spite of all the harassment and opposition, and I will vote for him in the next election. And uh, I'm just worried that, I don't know if you say it on the radio, but uh, I'm just worried that someone's going to try to assassinate him because anybody good, they think they're... They're going to be um, a hero because everybody's against them. And, oh, boy, look what I did. You know, this seems to be like with the Kennedys. They did that to them, Bobby and Jack. And and here we go again with this great guy, you know. Oh, I'm not worried about that. I mean, this guy, he probably can't go to the bathroom without a Secret Service agent holding his hand. So he's fairly well surrounded. And the the vehicles that they're in now are bomb-proof. And, you know, uh, you, you... if you've been to Washington, D.C., you can look up on the rooftops and there there are snipers up there looking for bad guys. And, you know, um, I, I think Obama had more more reason to be concerned. I, although I didn't yeah. agree with Obama, he certainly had to compliment him on his bravery because with all of the racism in our society, I'm sure that there were a lot more people on a daily basis who would have liked to kill Obama than Trump. I mean, I, yeah. I think that I think the Democrats would like to lock Trump up, kick him out of the. Yeah. But you you got to remember now the Democrats have morphed into the pacifist internationalists, so they don't want to kill anybody. They just want to get everybody under their thumb. Yeah. <clears throat> which, which ain't going to happen with this guy. He's not going under anybody's thumb, <laughs> which we love, you know. <laughs> and remember, you know. they're not out to get him. They're out to get you and me. He's just in yeah. their way. He's in their way. And I think that's the bottom line. And I, I, w- one of the guys at the lunch table, uh, I was sitting with my back to the TV, and uh, the president came on with a news report or something and uh, on one of the news channels. And he said, oh, there's your, there's your hero. There's your buddy. There's your man. And I said, wait a minute. You know, I don't work for him. He works for me. And I yeah. think that, that that's something that, Uh, A lot of Democrats have a hard time understanding because they really need to have uh, an idol, a demigod that they can look up to. And uh, and, and, and I think most Republicans are looking for a CEO, somebody to run the company, but that we're the board of directors. And we ultimately tell the CEO what to do. Now, the CEO may have good ideas, and then we say, yeah, run with that. 
but we're not uh, we we are not his his lackeys, and we I mean we can love him and care about him, but you know we realize he's a human being and he makes mistakes just like the rest of us. So can I read uh, something he wrote? Sure. Okay, it's about Trump. He's no wordsmith. He shoots from the hip. He has no filter. So deal with it. He's not eloquent. He's not a racist. He's having fun, so deal with it. He eats at McDonald's. He's a plain-spoken guy. The average person loves the guy. He's our president. That's <laughs> all so I wrote. Yeah. I, um, I, identify, you know. I, I speak like I tell what I say, and I don't care what anybody thinks either, and I think a lot of people identify with that. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. And, uh, oh, and I think my, my, sisters, my sisters just don't understand. They don't get it. They there's it's such a visceral reaction that they can't even hold a conversation about Trump. If I want to get my sisters upset, all I have to do before I hang up the phone is say Trump, and they will be up half the night uh, angry and upset. What did he do? I mean, what has he done? He's oh. improved the economy. Uh, he's trying to keep a, keep us safe and strengthen the borders. He's trying to disarm uh, Iran and North Korea, all the things that presidents have been trying to do for the past 30, 40 years. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what he's doing different other than just he's not doing it the way they want him to do it. And he can't do a lot of things that he wants to do because they're stopping him. They're keeping him so busy with this other stuff that they're doing harassment and, you know. Yeah, and, but you know, come on, he's got to take some responsibility for that, for for appointing people that, and 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 allowing people to stay in positions that he should have gotten rid of them early on. I said that, Bill, you remember me saying that when he first came in. Get rid of, I mean, get rid of all these Obama appointees, boot them all out. But he he tried to be a nice guy and work with everybody. Uh, you can't do that, in Washington. It doesn't. You 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 won't get. You'll they'll. They'll undermine you. They'll sabotage you. They'll stay in a position just to get you because and it doesn't right. even matter whether they agree with you politically or ideologically or not. You're not in their party. And so they're going to get you. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's a childish way to approach things. And from from this, the viewpoint of a lot of us outside of the Beltway, outside of Washington, D.C., we say, you know, this is this is juvenile. These are like uh, junior high school boys on the playground. Well, you hit me first, so I'm going to beat the crap out of you. And did you hear what he said? You remember playing telephone when you were a kid? You'd say something to to the first person, and you'd be in a big circle, and they'd say it to the next person. And then to come <laughs> back around, and by the time it got through 10 people, it, it wasn't yeah. anything like you said. Nothing like it, right. No, and, you know, this is the way these guys are acting. I mean, they're like a bunch of, bunch of uh, tweenies that are playing telephone. Well, he said this and she said that. And by the time it gets all the way back around to Mueller, it's something completely different. Can we get but, those Clintons prosecuted for all the stuff they did to Hillary that she did? And uh, oh, I can't wait to, to I mean, it's, she really was a criminal and they didn't prosecute her for nothing. Well, you know, my friend Al, he says he cannot die until Hillary spends at least one night in jail. I said, no, she has to spend two nights in jail and maybe her and Comey could share a, a cell together for a couple of nights. Uh, and I, <laughs> but I, I, I don't think that we're going to see Hillary go to jail, even if she were found guilty of a crime. The woman is so sick. She's got 
from my diagnosis, from sitting and looking at all of her medical history, she has what's called antiphospholipid antibody syndrome, which is similar to lupus or rheumatoid arthritis, and it causes uh, all kinds of problems, including um, strokes and miscarriages and blood clots, small vessel disease in the brain. And, you oh. know, she's, she's a little demented. I mean, and you look at her, she's yeah. huge because she's taking steroids for her condition to keep it from uh, getting worse. And uh, so I, I, even if she were convicted, she's medically, she's not healthy enough to go to jail. She wouldn't be sent to jail. But uh, I'd rather see us spend time doing something more productive. Uh, I think that we need to get to the root of the of this investigation and find out if the if the Steele report was uh, ginned up, if it was a doctored report, and if it's all false, and that was what the FISA court uh, allowed the the warrants and the investigations to go on, then everything, I mean, everything needs to be thrown out. And yeah. the people that were involved intentionally in, in, in bringing all this false information to the FISA court should be held criminally responsible, and they should go to jail. So I think, there, I think there are some people in the FBI that are that are going to have to, or that were in the FBI that are going to have to uh, uh, be held accountable. And if they got to go to jail, they got to go to jail. Uh, am, that's I right? am I right in thinking that they um, uh, hated Trump so much in the very beginning because uh, they wanted Hillary to win? And when she didn't win the presidency, then uh, so the, right from the get go, they were against Trump. Yep, that's right. I uh, yeah. I can't disagree with you. Well, let me go. I'm going to talk about stem cells for a minute. Uh, we've just got a few God minutes left in the show. Bless. Thank you, Thank Ann. You. Uh, now, one of my patients was asking me about stem cell therapy for uh, anti-aging and for pain and for longevity. Now, stem cells uh, are cells in our body that have the ability to differentiate into other types of cells in the body. So they're, they're primitive, uh, multipotent uh, precursor cells that can become muscle or bone or whatever, depending upon how they're stimulated and what part of the body they're aligned with. They're, they're most common in uh, fetuses and embryos in the uterus and in small children because those are beings whose tissues are being uh, are, are are differentiating and who are growing and so they need these primitive cells that can turn into kidney or liver or stomach or brain or muscle or bone or whatever kind of cell is needed and they have to be programmed and they have to be in the right place at the right time so now the idea that stem cells have the ability to rebuild every tissue in the body has become very popular with the lay uh, press and with people. And so they want to have stem cells regenerate their bad joints and their, their bad tissues. And they've been tried for Parkinson's disease and pulmonary fibrosis and uh, uh, liver damage and all kinds of things. Now, there's just not a lot of research out there yet to show that there's a much benefit from stem cells, although the potential of stem cells is tremendous. And I've been saying this for decades, that the real salvation 
in medicine is going to be the genetics and the genetic engineering. And certainly it has helped me with the genetically engineered uh, monoclonal antibody that I take the injection I take twice a month for my migraine headaches, the Amavig. And I think that it's going to continue to be the, uh, the real salvation of medicine and of humanity in the future as we learn more and more how to manipulate the genetics of our cells and how to manipulate the genetics of diseases to make us better, healthier, and live longer, happier lives. Right now, the only, quote, quote, approved uh, use of stem cells is the injection into the joints uh, by the orthopedic doctors. And even there, there's a lot of hocus pocus. The Food and Drug Administration has closed down uh, dozens of clinics and uh, numbers of stem cell suppliers. And they have shown that uh, there are even a lot of these clinics that are injecting you with things that don't even have stem cells in them, or that may be a mix of a multitude of cells. Because in order to get the stem cells, first you have to withdraw blood and you have to isolate the stem cells. And this is a big process and it takes, it takes some technology. And then you have to grow the stem cells and, and, and um, keep them healthy and alive. And then you have to put them in a serum and be able to inject them back into the person into whatever the joint is or the uh, part of the body is. Now, I had uh, a Canadian lady who came down here and spent tens of thousands of dollars on stem cell injections. She ended up with a bad staph infection. She almost died. She was in the hospital for two or three months. And so the FDA has actually closed down some stem cell suppliers because of their lack of sanity, that their, their stem cells were... Uh, or whatever they were using and calling stem cell injections were contaminated with staph bacteria. So my, my patient says, well, do you think that there's any chance that this could prolong life right now? Are you kidding? No way. There's just no way to use stem cells uh, for much of anything at this point, other than they've injected it into some joints. And there's not even good data yet as to whether or not the, the stem cells, if they are even stem cells that are being injected, actually help regenerate the cartilage in the joint. There's just not good science out there. And so this is still uh, a, a, a nascent technology. The research is not there. There's a lot of hocus pocus. And at five to ten thousand dollars a shot, I mean, this is this is basically a scam. Most of these clinics are scams, and they're being closed down by the FDA. So my best advice to you is if if somebody says, "Oh, you can get a stem cell injection, and this will help your brain," baloney. It's nonsense. It's just like uh, this Prevagen. There's no proof that that does anything. Come on. I mean, uh, the, whatever's in it's going to be broken down in your stomach anyway into basic amino acids and fatty acids and sugar, and the rest of it you're going to poop out, and that's it. I mean, so I, I said to my patient, I love her. She's a great person. I really uh, have fun when I see her. I said, you want to live longer? Lose weight. You want to be healthier? You want your joints to last longer? Lose weight. I mean, you can go have a stem cell injection in your knee joints, and some people have told me it helps, 
but that's uh, several months afterwards. Now, I don't know what the longevity of this is. I mean, a cortisone injection into your knee joint for in inflammation from osteoarthritis will oftentimes last several months as well. And there are people that are uh, hypothecating that the true effect of the quote, quote, stem cell injection into joints is that it's an anti-inflammatory, like, like cortisone, like uh, ibuprofen or Advil or Motrin or, or Aleve. I mean, these are anti-inflammatories in that it has an anti-inflammatory effect, that it probably stimulates the body to release some anti-inflammatory substances at the level of the joint and the cartilage. So why do we age? Well, we age because that's written into the, uh, into the fabric of the universe. Everything ages, and uh, everything will eventually be ground back into stardust. Can we prolong life? Well, heck yeah, we already are. How are we doing it? Uh, we're doing it with uh, vaccines, antibiotics, uh, uh, surgical techniques, uh, interventions that are new, uh, the the ability to give people blood, to give them fluids when they're dehydrated, all these things are helping us to live longer, healthier, happier lives. And, and there's even things that are not necessarily life prolonging, like this medication I take for my migraines, but which make life not only, uh, we're making life not only better, but we're also using these things to make it more bearable, to make it uh, a better, a nicer life, a quality of life. And, and, these are all great things. So we are prolonging life. We're adding years to, to every generation since maybe the 1840s and 50s when we really started uh, understanding immunizations and antisepsis and bacterial infections and viral infections and all of that. So things are getting better for us. But if you want to do something personally, and a lot of people say, well, look, I want to have some control over my health care. I want to do something to make me better. And so I'm going to go to the health food store and get a whole bunch of vitamins and get a whole bunch of Prevagen and all this crap. And you're wasting your money for the most part. You want to do something, lose weight, stay active. It's real simple. Your joints deteriorate. All of our joints deteriorate to one degree or another, depending upon our genetics, how much we use them, uh, how much we weigh. Why? Because they're under the stress of gravity. They're under the stress of constant use. And if you're somebody who's doing physical labor, then you're, you're doing more to accelerate the destruction of your joints, your knees, your hips, your back, whatever. And so if you want to preserve your joints, then you decrease the stress on your joints. That means you lose weight so that your joints don't have to carry around as much. You make sure that the activities you're doing are non-weight bearing, like swimming or riding a bicycle rather than jogging or playing basketball. And these are some of the things that you do. And you make sure that you take good care of yourself. Um, you can wear protective devices. You can, uh, you can, Make sure you rest when you've sprained your ankle and let it heal before you go back out and start putting stress on it again. I mean, there's a number of things that you can do. You want to prolong your life, live a healthy life. And taking a bunch of over-the-counter pills is not necessarily the way to do it. If you're struggling with weight, go see a weight doctor.
go see somebody who's legitimately uh, involved in, in teaching you how to change the way you live your life so that you can keep the weight off and uh, be healthier. And, and I know with my weight loss, my blood pressure has gone down, my cholesterol's better, my joints are better, I'm happier. It's the way to go. It's the way to go. So forget the stem cells, but do remember Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot for being Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.